pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. In need of great talent for your business, but short on time like all of us? Well, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find the perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. I'm talking about Zip Recruiter. With Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with one Click and rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. And that is why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on the right candidate finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire? Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results right now. Listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free, F-R-E-E. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace, ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. 911, where's the address of your emergency? And I was calling because my daughter came to this uh, to a party here last night, a gathering with her friends. Now her friends, they said that they left on the front of the hotel and she's not able to be found now. Give her a couple hours. 
You know, she could have went, you know, she could have went somewhere with one of her other friends. The mom went to the front desk asking, will you please look at the videos from the very beginning? You got nothing but resistance from the Crown Plaza Hotel. The inference today that had Kanika been held or the security cameras checked sooner, she might be alive. They never looked for, they never did anything while a young 19-year-old disoriented girl is sitting in their freezer. We begging for help and no one helps. Uh, subject in the kitchen in a freezer. A beautiful young girl dead, trapped in a freezer? How did that happen? Right now, many theories swirling as the investigation goes on into the death of a beautiful young girl, Kanika Jenkins. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. With me, special guest, Larry Rogers Jr., lawyer for the family of Kanika Jenkins, a well-known veteran trial lawyer. Also with me, Cheryl McCollum, crime scene analyst and the director of the Cold Case Institute. Questions swirling around the death of this young girl. Kanika Jenkins found dead in highly questionable circumstances. Out to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Jacqueline Gray. Jacqueline, tell me what you know about this case. Kanika left out of her house late on September 8th to go to the Crown Plaza Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois. And by about 3 a.m. the next day, her friends alerted her mother that they couldn't find her. So her mother went to the hotel searching for her daughter and over the course of what 12 hours they end up finding her body in a freezer in an area that was under construction. From what I recall Larry Rogers when she was found dead from hypothermia inside an industrial type refrigerator there in the bottom of a pretty high-end hotel Her pants were pulled down around her hips. Her shirt was pulled up around her bra. Her her jeans were filthy as if she had been dragged along the ground. There were abrasions to her knee area, her legs, her face. There is no way this is accidental. And what's interesting, Larry Rogers, is the night before, she had been all dressed up to go to a fancy party there in the hotel. There's no way this girl who took so much care getting all dressed up with all her little friends went anywhere covered in dirt. That's not how it went down. Larry, let's start at the beginning. What happened? You know, that's exactly what her mother, uh, the question she raised when she contacted me. Uh, She wanted me to help her figure out what happened to Kanika, her daughter. Uh, this is this is one of the worst tragedies I've seen, um, and it's quite frankly, as you indicated, shocking that this young lady was found in the condition she was found, where she was found. Her shirt had been pulled up with her breast exposed. Her pants were slightly pulled down below her uh, waistline. Her her shoe, one of her shoes, was off, and she was. Her clothing was dirty, and as you indicated, she had gone out for a night of fun with some friends, uh, and and then she ends up in this remote area of the hotel in an unused kitchen in a freezer that, for some unexplained reason, was on. A freezer that was not being used. It had nothing in it, but it was on in in an abandoned portion of the kitchen. So there are a lot of questions that need to be answered, and we've committed to the mom that we'll get to the bottom of it. Joining me, Cheryl McCollum, crime scene analyst and expert, uh, renowned in her field, now the director of the Cold Case Investigative Research Institute. Cheryl, thanks for being with us, along with Larry Rogers, Jr., trial lawyer representing Kanika's family. Let's take it from the beginning. You know, I met with her mother, Cheryl, along with Larry, uh, when we were all at Dr. Oz and Her mom just broke my heart because I got the feeling that she felt if she yelled or cursed or threw some kind of a fit trying to find her daughter, she'd be mistreated. And you know what? 
she was right because they go to the hotel. What was the hotel, Larry? The Crown Crown Plaza. That's right. Clouds. Crown, Crown Plaza, Plaza in Rosemont, Chicago. Really high end. The Crown Hotels are pretty nice. Uh-huh. So she was there, Cheryl, with all her little girlfriends, all dressed up and cute, and you know how teen girls are. And um, so she goes, then this is what the mom, I heard the mom say, that she gets a call at 4 o'clock in the morning, and Kanika little friends say, we can't find Kanika and the mom is like what because they were all three together so she immediately dials her daughter her teen girl's phone and one of the three friends pick it up and go we've got her cell phone too so the mom they come get the mom the mom comes over there they totally blow the mom off they ask to see the security video which has got a huge security bank a video Cheryl they won't let them look at the video and they won't start searching the hotel. They say, basically, oh, she's out with friends. Now, this child has been described as drunk. She was not drunk. She was no. not, repeat, not drunk or high on drugs. That's not true. So they look and they look and they look. Cheryl, like, I forgot how many, 18, 24 hours later, they police finally, somebody finally finds her dead in a freezer. You know, mm-hmm. she could have been saved. You know that, right? Absolutely. If they had just no looked question. at the crime, it, at the video surveillance, it shows her and it shows where she was going to like a construction type unused area that mm-hmm. completely abandoned. I don't know how she got down there because that Crown Hotel is like a maze. So what do you make of it now that I've given you the setup? Nancy, I took a little bit of time to really go over the crime scene photographs. And these are the things that jumped out at me. There's four main things. One, the shoe that's off. The shoe that is off of her body, the right shoe, you can see blood on her foot. So that shoe was not taken off because her body started to heat up. She removed that shoe because she was injured. You can see the blood plain as day. The other thing that bothers me about her shoes is they're brand new. They are clean. They are white. I mean, she was excited about putting on this outfit. But there's some scuff marks on the shoe that they're going to have to explain to me. Specifically, they are scuff marks up near the ankle on the inside. That, to me, could very possibly be indicative of somebody being drugged. Um, The other problem that I'm having is the pocket of her pants is turned inside out, like somebody went into her pocket. She wouldn't have done that. She would have corrected her pocket immediately if she had gone to look for a key or something like that. Um, And then the other thing that's very telling to me, if you watch the video where she's walking in the kitchen area toward what looks like would be where the freezer is, even though there's not video of that for some reason, her hair is straight. If you look at the crime scene photograph, her hair is now curly. Now, hold on, hold on. To Larry Rogers Jr., lawyer for Kanika Jenkins' family, do you remember what the mom told us, Larry? She said that she went to go and she wanted to see the crime scene and they wouldn't let her. Then she That's said right. she saw the body and she just looked at it. She said Kanika's hair was a mess and she would never have done that. Uh-uh. Yeah, she, this, this was a beautiful young girl. She, if by all accounts, she uh, was just having a night out with some friends. She was not a bad girl. She was working. She was a great young lady. Her mom had a great relationship with her. And a testament to that is the fact that when her friends told her they were missing, no one for one moment thought that she ever left that hotel. Her friends knew she had to be somewhere in the hotel. When her mom, Teresa, came out within hours, she went straight to the front desk and said she would never have left. She's here in this hotel. And they would not take a moment, just a moment, to take a look at the video surveillance cameras. And that would have saved this young lady's life. Investigative reporter Crime Online's Jacqueline Gray. Jacqueline, what jumps out at you about what went wrong that night? A few things jump out, and most of the things that jump out is after Teresa Martin Kanika's mother went to the hotel looking for help. The hotel staff wouldn't look at the footage until much hours later. She was also threatened with arrest. She she called the 
dispatcher and they told her to just take it easy, you know, go home. Um, she'll probably turn up. And that's not, in my opinion, not the appropriate response to a mother who knows her child's missing. And she was right, you know, her child ended up dying. Meanwhile, she was trying to find her and she was getting no help from police or from the hotel staff. And that's, you know, one thing that pops out to me right now. It would have saved her life. It absolutely would have saved her life, Cheryl McCollum. Nancy, there's no question about it. But I want to get back to the importance of her hair for a minute. Whenever I was on your show, sometimes y'all would occasionally straighten my hair. Well, I've got naturally curly hair. The minute there was any humidity, any moisture, my hair would revert back to being curly. That means her hair was either wet or she was sweaty Something happened to make her hair go back curly, Nancy. That is not somebody that went into a freezer, passed out, and froze to death. That's not what happened here. And you don't have to look any further than her hair to know that. And something else that needs to happen, um, unless they already know because I haven't seen the photograph, it doesn't appear that there's scuff marks on the inside of that door where she would have been kicking it trying to get out. I don't see any marks like that. Her fingernails are still intact. There's there's so many questions surrounding this case for me, Nancy. It is horrifying. Newly released surveillance video shows Kanika stumbling in the hallway. She got lost within the hotel, and then we later discover apparently someone had slipped. A very dangerous drug. Cheryl McCollum is called topiramate. And it is an anti-seizure drug. It is also a pain drug. And um, it can make you very, very disoriented. This little girl had never in her life uh, been caught with drugs, been uh, alcohol, nothing like that in her life. This was a a good student. Um, Her mother depended on her. She had a job. The works. Very actually... I don't want to say a loner because that has a bad connotation. She reminds me a lot of my little girl, Lucy. She's very, very shy. You know, Cheryl, any night I say, hey, do you guys want to go out to dinner? John David's all like, yeah, mom, let's go for tacos. And then we'll go to frozen yogurt. And Lucy's like, I just want to go home. You know, right. no matter how yeah. I try to tempt them, that she always yep. wants yeah. to come home. That She really it, was a sweet girl. Yeah, her mom convinced me, and the sister that I talked to also, she was a real little homebody, and I just don't see it, Cheryl. I don't see it at all. I don't see it either, Nancy, and I'll tell you something else that really concerns me. As you know, I've got two teenagers now, and to get them away and separate them from a cell phone takes an act of Congress, practically. The fact that she was somehow separated from her cell phone concerns me greatly. She would not have done that. And that means she had no way to call for help, even oh, if she were lost. Oh, Cheryl, I left something out. To Larry Rogers Jr., uh, renowned lawyer that is representing Kanika Jenkins' family. So the mom comes to the hotel. They won't let her look at the security video. They won't look at the security video. Finally, some of the kids that were at the party, they have cell phone pictures of Kanika before that night, and they start going from door to door, begging people, have you seen her, have you seen her? Do you know what they do? They throw the family out. They kick them out and call police on the family. Hello? Is that right, Larry? They did not take their their pleas for for assistance and for help. Uh, Even just looking at the cameras were ignored. And they got desperate. They were looking for her. They knew that she was not the type of young lady that would have left the hotel. They knocked on doors. Uh, someone even pulled a fire alarm. And the only oh wait thing wait wait the, tell the tell fi- us that part. Tell us that part. They were so desperate to find her, and nobody was helping them. Tell them what. Tell Cheryl what happened, Larry Rogers. Yeah, one of the one of the young people pulled the fire alarm because they felt she was somewhere in the hotel. They didn't know if she was in a room and someone had abducted her or exactly what had happened. And that's the only thing that really prompted uh, the beginnings of an investigation by by, uh, the Rosemont Police Department. They finally came out and said, what's really going on here? And that's really what prompted. So a lot of credit has to be given to this family. 
and to these young people knowing Kanika and knowing that she would not have left that hotel. If their pleas had only been heard by the hotel staff, this young lady would be alive today. Well, I'm telling you, it's a it's a sorry day. It is a sad day, Cheryl, when you you can't get any help and you have to pull the darn fire alarm to get someone to pay attention to you, trying to say, your daughter is missing and she's somewhere in this hotel. Can you help me find her? They had to pull the fire alarm. Now listen to this timeline and correct me if I'm wrong, Larry Rogers, because you know the timeline better than me. This teen girl was seen leaving the elevator alone, which she had not left alone. She was with a little girlfriend to start with. At 3.20 a.m., somebody, somewhere, had slipped her topiramate, okay, which is not a street drug, all right? Nobody in her family has ever had topiramate. It's a seizure medication, and she is just struggling to even keep her balance and you see her i don't know where the security guards were at the crown plaza hotel but they sure were not looking at the security bank because she can hardly walk she's falling into the walls and this is not from being drunk she then is spotted somehow down in this maze of a kitchen there beneath the crown plaza hotel and she gets somehow somehow to a completely abandoned area that has not been locked off from to, for people to come into. Then there's no camera that shows how she got put into that freezer. But we know somewhere something went wrong. Her hair is a mess. There's blood on her foot. Her pants are pulled down. Her shirt is pulled up. Everything is askew. There's no scuff marks, nothing to show she tried to get out. I, I I don't quite understand it, but the whole thing was she spotted at 3.20 a.m. or should have been spotted on the security video. That's what it shows now that we've gotten a chance to look at it. Do you know when they finally told police? They were on the phone with the mom at 4 a.m. We can't find Kanika. 1 p.m. The, that day. That almost 12 hours passed. No, actually, actually it, it was more like uh, 21 hours it was the next morning that they finally located Good. her oh yeah 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 it was by the time they found her she goes missing at three twenty a.m it was after 1 a.m she's found dead all that time cheryl the parent the mom was begging for help couldn't get anybody to listen let me pause right now in our search for justice in this case, and thank our partner who is making our investigation possible today on Sirius XM 132. It's LegalZoom. As a business owner, you know how important it is to keep things moving forward. But so many times, things pop up, issues come up that take your time and focus away from growing your business. When it comes to reviewing contracts, registering trademarks, staying current on fees and permits, Hiring, applications, the works. LegalZoom.com can simplify your life. LegalZoom was created 16 years ago by the brightest minds in law and technology. And as of today, they have already aided over 2 million business owners, helping them easily and affordably navigate their way through the legal system with confidence. Best part? You never have to be worried that billable hours are stacking up behind your back with a law firm because LegalZoom is not a law firm. Instead, you get the advice you need to answer your business questions at fixed rates through LegalZoom's nationwide network of independent lawyers. Take pressure off yourself. Go to LegalZoom.com now to take care of business before the year winds down. For special savings, enter code NANCY in the referral box at checkout. Code NANCY, special savings only at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom, thank you for making our investigation into the death of Kanika Jenkins possible today. Uh, with me is veteran trial lawyer Larry Rogers, Jr. and director of the Cold Case Institute, Cheryl McCollum, Jacqueline Gray, crime online investigative reporter. What more can you tell me? My whole issue I was having while I was writing about this and reading about it was there was 
why was she down there? You know, the, it was an under construction area. They had cameras everywhere but the freezer, which I would feel like that would be like a huge liability, a freezer, you know, heavy freezer. It's not being supervised. And that whole part, I feel like, hasn't been acknowledged by the hotel. It seems like right now they're doing a lot of damage control, but they're not really giving, still giving us enough information to work with to get a timeline. Out of the 46 or so cameras that they had, surveillance cameras that they had there on the premises, there are two significant ones that would have captured her path um, toward this kitchen. And for some odd and strange reason, they're claiming those were not working. Uh, just a lot of unexplained um, issues here with this case, and we, we want to get to the bottom of them. Nathan, i got to jump in here. As a crime scene investigator, I pull videos from hotels all the time. All you have to do is type in the date and the time. It is all digital. It would have shown them immediately. It would not have taken 10 minutes, Nancy, to see her path and to follow it oh, and go find Cheryl. her. It oh, that's just making me sick. Cheryl, uh, Larry, I know I told you. Larry knows the story. Cheryl, did I ever tell you when I was in Arizona, and of course I knew I'd be gone over two nights, so I took the children with me. They at that time were, I guess, five. It was during the Jody Arias trial. And we were staying in this high-rise hotel. And we were on the get a, waiting for the elevator. And it was a big bank of elevators, like ten elevators, five on each side. And we were waiting, and one opened at the far end, and I said, that's not the one, going the right way, guys. Honey, Lucy, at the last second, jumped on the elevator, and it closed. I dove for it. I dove head first for it, Cheryl. I tried. I dove into the elevator, right. and it closed, just like in the movies. Cheryl, do you hear what I'm saying? There was me and John David and I. Oh, absolutely. And Lucy lost an elevator, and it was one of those fancy elevators. I couldn't tell what floor she got off at anything. I knew, Oh, dear Lord in heaven. I immediately went to the lobby, screaming my head off, left John David with security, told them what was happening, and I started going up floor to floor to floor to floor, screaming off the elevators. I wa Can you imagine sure. if some creepy, pervy no. dude got Lucy at, at, at four or five years old? And the little thing thought she was on our floor where we were staying and was trying to find it. Well, I went every floor. I couldn't find her. I was dialing 911. I was on the elevator and it wouldn't go through. I got off the, the elevator, hit send for 911, and turned to my left. And there was the security with Lucy, a lady with Lucy and John David. A lady had found her like three Mark. floors down, wandering the hall alone, Cheryl. Asked her where she was going and took her down to the lobby. What I experienced in that 20 minutes, I never want to think about again. And that's what this mom has been living through ever since this happened, Cheryl. Inexcusable. And according to the lawyer with me right now, Larry Rogers says the hotel, quote, never checked. They never searched. They never did anything while a young teen girl was dying in their freezer. Why? Why, Larry? It's inexplicable. It's inexcusable, and we expect to hold them fully accountable for it. The Crown Plaza has not produced any legitimate explanation for why they didn't do the simple thing of looking at the cameras. Why do you have the cameras if you don't even take the time I'll to look at what, them? I'll tell you what. I'm just so beside myself about this child. And if you look at her in the kitchen, Cheryl, this is just before she is in the freezer. Her hair is straight. Her pants are on. Right. On her, her, her shoes are fine. That's There's right. no cut, nothing like that. She's perfectly fine, still all dressed up with her hair all done up yep. and a little jean outfit on. She's fine. I'm looking at her right now as we're talking. I'm looking at the video, walking through that abandoned kitchen, probably trying to find her way out of there. She's fine. Well, Nancy, let me just say the obvious. We keep being told that nobody was watching those cameras. We don't know that. Maybe somebody did see her. Maybe somebody followed her after a little while. Another thing, Larry Rogers Jr., lawyer for the Kanika Jenkins family, the mother told me that when she went down to see the freezer, when they finally let her see it, 
that there was a video camera on top of it blinking red. And she said, what did that camera show? Remember what she said, Larry? That's correct. She thinks that she she's described consistently a camera that she says should have captured her daughter walking in that freezer. And we've been unable to identify any footage that they've produced from a camera that, that depicts that. Uh, and not only that, there are other cameras that would should have caught her path that, again, we've got no footage from and they're claiming that they weren't working at the time. So, again, a lot of unanswered questions, um, a lot of questions about her. Now, condition. we have reached out to the Crown Plaza, the Crown Plaza Hotel and have not heard anything back from them. Now, I don't know what that means, nothing. But I'm anxious to hear their side of this. I want to hear their side of this. What else does the autopsy reveal? Uh, Larry Rogers Jr. with me, Cheryl McCollum with me. Cheryl, what did you see that sparked your interest in her autopsy? Well, obviously that her blood alcohol was not that high to you know be indicative of her walking the way she was walking. But the drugs in her system, or the drug in her system, again... Some of the folks that, have, that were at that party that have not been interviewed by the police need to come forward. There needs to be a full investigation of how that drug got into her system and caused her to be incapacitated. Jacqueline, what do you make of the autopsy? What I make out of it is that there's not really much here. It just seems like another effort to brush off her death as an accident. Um, one of the biggest Things that I noticed in the autopsy was they had said she died from hypothermia with alcohol intoxication and topiramate, which is a um, drug that's used for to treat epilepsy and migraines. And they said that that was in her system and that it was a contributing factor. But from what we're hearing from her family is that she was never prescribed this drug. They have no clue how it got in her system. And there's really no explanation why it was in her system. They mentioned that there was no date rate drugs in her system, um, that her her blood alcohol content was 0.112. And at one point, they said there was no evidence that she was forced to take the drug, which at this point, I don't get how they could tell whether she was forced or whether it was slipped in her drink. But there's really no explanation on why, of all the drugs, party drugs and whatnot, why was this in her system? Yeah, we are very concerned with Rosemont's police department having closed the investigation uh, so quickly and concluded that there was no foul play. Uh, a lot of the questions have not been answered. There are hotel staff that was present in the hotel who has not been interviewed. Uh, this this investigation is far from over, and uh, Rosemont prematurely determined that there was no foul play here. We need to figure out exactly what happened. Why is her shoe off? Why does she have the injury to her foot that we see on the on the uh, on the uh, pictures. Um, why does her hair look the way it is? Why are, why is her clothing displaced? All of those are questions that need to be answered. In addition, why is this camera footage and video footage missing? Uh, the Crown Plaza has not provided any legitimate explanation for why there is missing video footage. And in particular, why would it be video footage that would You know, yeah. yeah, and I don't understand why they wouldn't let them look at the video footage. Now, this is what they're saying right. now. A spokesperson for the Crown Plaza Hotel said that they have extended the offer to Kanika's family to privately view 36 total hours of surveillance footage from 40 different cameras inside. Quote, our hearts go out to the the Kanika's mother, her family, and friends. We hope covering the funeral costs provide a small bit of relief for them, says the host, hotel spokesperson Glenn Harston. Huh? What do you what do you think about that, Larry Rogers Jr.? That was uh, an offer they extended early on. We, we've received the video footage and looked at it, and again. There is footage that's missing from cameras we know to have been present. And we've got no explanation about why those cameras didn't capture this young lady and what would have happened to that video footage. Huh. So you really believe that there is missing video footage? I know that there are cameras. I saw them myself. I've toured the facility. I saw the cameras. And they would have captured the path that they are describing Kanika to have, been, to have traveled uh, toward this freezer area 
and no no video footage from those cameras of Canadians. I know been that produced. she was alive at one thirty uh, a.m. because she sent a text message at one thirty a.m. and that's the last that was heard of her. You know, another thing that really hurt me when I was talking to the mom, Larry Rogers, was that she kept trying to quote rein it in, stay in control, and I'll tell you what I think. I believe that. If I told Dr. Oz this, I said, Oz, if you had gone to that lobby and you had asked to see surveillance video and report your daughter missing, they'd have showed it to you. But I think that they totally discounted her because she was a woman, because it was late at night, because she's a minority, because the whole group was perceived as partying and... In fact, when she called 911, which I'm going to play for you in a minute, the mom trying to report the daughter missing, and what did they tell her, Larry Rogers Jr.? They told her to give it a few hours. You know, this is a mom who knew her daughter. She got up out of her bed and went to the hotel. She knew that Kanika would never have left the premises alone or with anyone voluntarily. And she went out there. She reported it to the Crown Plaza staff. They didn't help her. She called 911. Rosemont told her to give it a few hours. I want you to hear Kanika's mom calling 911. Judge for yourself. 911, where's the address of your emergency? Yes, I'm at the Crown, uh, Crown Plaza at O'Hare Airport. And I was calling because my daughter came to, this, uh, to a party here last night, a gathering with her friends. And um, now her friends, they say that they left on the front of the hotel and she's not able to be found now. She's 19 years old. So so what what would you suggest? Well, again, again the, the only thing I would suggest maybe just, um, you know, give her a couple hours. You know, she could have went, you know, she could have went somewhere with one of her other friends. I mean, and who knows what her friends are saying is true, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's you. Is they? You could tell not to be saying. You could tell it don't sound right. I'm a parent. I've been young before, and it's not sounding right. It don't sound right. Period. That's why I came out here myself. So when do you? How long does it take for me to file a missing person report? Well, well, you can you can file it at any at at uh, at any time. It just uh, like I said, you know, just you know, just give it a little bit of time. You know, if if you hadn't heard from her by, I want to say about ten, eleven o'clock, then. By all means, you know, give us a call again. You can come to the station, and uh, we can help you out from there. Okay, thank you. Well, right. I'll do that. Okay, thank you okay. so much. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're very welcome. Have a good day. That 911 call at 7.15 a.m. Remember, she gets called a little after 4 a.m., gets dressed, goes to the hotel, tries to get help searching. Finally, with no help at all. In fact, the mom's nearly arrested. She makes a missing persons report around 7.15 a.m., where she's told basically, ah, don't worry. All this time, her daughter is dying right there in the hotel in the freezer. Let me stop briefly and thank our partner making our investigation into Kanika's death possible. It's Link AKC. Guys, you know how much I love our family dog, Fat Boy, a.k.a. Nitro. I'm always looking for new things to try with him, whether it's food, a fun chew toy, a treat, or now an amazing new collar, and it's called Link AKC. It's so much more than a collar. It's backed by the American Kennel Club. The Link AKC collar is a GPS locator, a fitness tracker, and a smartphone app all rolled into one. I like the GPS locator because I know where Fat Boy is all the time. I don't have to worry. Has he jumped over the fence? Is he running down the street? Has he been run over? Has somebody interested in stealing a mutt taken the little guy? It's total peace of mind. I can see exactly where Fat Boy is right on the app. Favorite part? activity and wellness tracker yes for a dog doesn't matter how old your dog is whether it's a purebred 
mixed, or a mutt like mine. Link AKC shows the exact amount of activity every dog needs. And it's easy to set up. Their sizes for every dog and super comfy. Link AKC looks great on Fat Boy. You can see him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep your dog safe, happy, and healthy. It's easier now with a special offer from Link AKC. Go to linkakc.com, use code NANCY to save 30% off your order with free shipping. Code NANCY, N-A-N-C-Y, save 30% on your order. That's a lot. Plus free shipping at linkakc.com. Linkakc.com, code NANCY. Link AKC, thank you for being our partner today in our search for the truth in the Kanika Jenkins case. And now, hope you've got your seatbelts buckled. I want you to hear the dispatch call when Kanika's dead body was found. Three oh one, here. Oh. Three oh one. Everything ten four. Negative. I have that uh, subject in the kitchen in a freezer. She is frozen solid. Give it a few hours. Cheryl McCollum, I have never heard of a 911 dispatch going, you know what? She's finally, she's probably fine. Just give it a couple hours. She's probably with her friends. What? I've never heard that in my life. And I'm going to tell you again, the person that pulled the fire alarm is a hero. Who did pull the fire alarm? Larry Rogers Jr.? I don't have the name of the individual, but it was one of the, one of the, uh, family or friends that were that, that were desperately looking for Kanika throughout that hotel. Uh, and again, that desperation led to them pulling the fire alarm. And finally, finally, a response came that really asked them what's going on. And that's what triggered them to begin to look at the video footage. And it shouldn't take that much, Nancy, as you indicated. It shouldn't require a desperate move. Like- well, I tell you what, when I went down to that lobby, Larry Rogers Jr., uh, in the hotel in Arizona, I said, my daughter has just gotten on an elevator. I can't find her. I'm looking for her right now. Help me. This is my son. Don't lose him. And I turned around, and they helped. They helped. You know, they held John David, and I went up looking. They sent people looking, and a good Samaritan found her and brought her back. Oh, and by the way, I never, I said and hugged the lady and thanked her, but I never got her name. I never found out who she was. Nothing. The lady that got my little girl, Lucy, and, you know, potentially could have saved her life. I'm just imagining Kanika staggering around and ending up in that freezer. My EP, executive producer, Alan Duke, joining me. Alan, what do you think? Of all of the disturbing aspects of this, The thing that bothers me the most is the idea of Kanika's mom in the hotel shortly after her daughter went into that freezer on the phone with police asking for help at the hotel, asking employees, staff there to help. Yet when she called 911, she was told, go home, wait for her to come home because that's what kids do. Uh, Call us back maybe in about three or four hours. Well, those are fatal three or four hours. And it disturbs me to think what would have happened if that, that law enforcement agent who answered the 911 call had said, you know what, we're sending an officer down there immediately to search the hotel and we're going to find your daughter. And maybe they would have found her before she froze to death. We see this too many times in missing person cases where law enforcement doesn't initially treat it as a case. They think it's a voluntary disappearance. They think that this, especially if it's a young person, that they're off partying someplace, or they think that drugs are involved and they don't want to put their resources into searching for this missing person. And I can tell you just in this this year, while we've been doing this show, there have been several cases where I personally talked to the families and heard their frustration about this. Weeks later, their their daughter, their sister, whoever, they were found dead. And police had waited days or weeks 
before they started investigating. That is the most disturbing thing, and I wish I knew what we could do about it. Again, Larry Rogers, Jr., what was her condition when her body was found in the freezer, Larry? She was uh, stiff. Rigor mortis had set in. She was frozen. And um, she was positioned in just the most odd position that you could imagine. Uh, It was pretty traumatic for her mom to see those photos. We actually asked the Rosemont Police Department not to make them public because they were so traumatic. And her pleas in that regard were, were dismissed as well. You know, when you say she was in this weird position, what position was it? She was positioned sort of on her left side with her face down toward the ground and um, more or less positioned into a corner of the freezer. And this is a small freezer that was about four feet by five feet in dimension. And uh, it was just a very sad and and tragic photograph to see. It must have been terrible for that young lady. What do you think of that position, Cheryl McCollum? Because I've now discovered, I believe that there is an an opening, a release valve within the freezer that she could have gotten out unless she was disabled. The way she's positioned in that corner, like her face is down literally in the corner. Again, it, it doesn't look like something she did naturally. And her hair is all in her face. It's not like away from her face where she just got cold and fell over and froze to death. It looked violent, like she was struggling. I'm looking at the video right now of her walking toward the freezer. Her clothes are in place. Her hair is perfect. She's got on a little jean shirt. Everything's fine. Both shoes on. Everything. She's perfectly in order. None of it makes sense to me, and now it has been decided it's an accident. Now, I'm waiting to hear back from the Crown Plaza Hotel. I want to hear what they have to say. So far, nothing. But according to her mother, Teresa, Teresa Martin, she says, quote, to me, I feel they helped kill my child, the police department and this hotel. Why is she saying that, Larry Rogers Jr., about the police? Well, she feels that her um, pleas for help were ignored from the very beginning. And if they had only just responded to her, they had taken the time to look at the cameras, they had begun to look for her when she first called, we wouldn't be here today. The young lady would be alive and, and we wouldn't be here. That's the tragedy of it all. What now, Larry Rogers, Jr.? Well, what we've done now is we've commissioned a private autopsy to investigate a lot of, to investigate her injuries. Um, we've done a private toxicology testing that we expect to get the results on shortly. We've done a uh, forensic examination of the freezer and are in the process of agreeing to have uh, the doors and framework removed so we can have that uh, tested possibly by an engineer. Um, And then we we expect to explore specifically what happened with this missing video footage, Uh, again, to try and help this this poor mom get get to the bottom of what happened to her her daughter. Well, another thing I don't understand, Larry, is Teresa tells me that police tried to arrest her as she tried to search the hotel for her little girl. She's dead. Okay, why was the mom, why did police try to... Arrest her. That's true. That's true. They were more concerned with why, with the fact that people were in the hotel looking for Kanika than the fact that that Kanika was missing. Again, just a tragic, a tragic way of addressing a desperate mom in search of her daughter. Wait, they were more concerned about what? The the police department and the hotel staff was more concerned. I they were in the hotel. Uh, knocking on doors and trying to keep them from knocking on doors than they were about the fact that Kanika was missing. Rather than focusing on the fact that there was a young 19-year-old girl who had entered that hotel and was missing and couldn't be located, they were more concerned about kicking out her family. I can't get my head around it, Cheryl McCall. Can you imagine a cop when I'm running up and down the hall screaming and crying for Lucy, trying to drag me out while she could be dying? or molested, or being hurt at that very minute to come and try to arrest the mother? Cheryl, you've got two children. I cannot fathom how they are more concerned with disturbing the peace than they are with somebody dying on their property that doesn't have to. And literally, if they were worried about them running up down the hall, all they had to do was show them the videotape. That's all they had to do. Get them in an office, show them the tape, let's go find her. 
period. I'm just, I'm just sick. The witnesses told police that they lost track of Kanika when she left just for a moment to go fetch her car keys and her cell phone from another room. That never happened. Somehow, everything went sideways. How is the mom, Teresa Martin, doing now, Larry Rogers Jr.? Because when I met with her, she was just, oh, oh, my star. She was just, she looked like she was just numb. She could hardly even talk. Yeah, she's a very strong woman, an amazing woman. Um, she's been just just perfect in terms of a client, um, in terms of her disposition. You know, she did any and everything she could do to try and locate her daughter as quickly as possible. She's hurt. I think she indicated that to use herself, Nancy. She's hurt by the fact that her pleas were ignored, and those pleas really would have likely made a difference in whether her daughter was alive today. With me is Larry Rogers, Jr., a veteran trial lawyer, the lawyer for Kanika's family, and my friend and longtime colleague, Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Institute, and Alan Duke, of course, joining me from L.A. Our search for justice is not over. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.